Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of TAF Solutions After Hours. And what that means, guys, is we have a show that is dedicated to all of our gripes, our concerns, and our complete and utter disdain, aka love, for all the people that we service in our community, which we do in fact love. I'm being completely facetious when I say disdain most of the time. And obviously, that means that we have also a lot of love for the people that we do actually love. We don't disdain. And, and some of those we're going to talk about too. But to introduce myself, I am Joe Wallace. I am one of the partners here at Taft Solutions. And of course, we have two other people in the room who are also partners. That means three, three amigos. We're here. And basically, I guess we'll just introduce everybody else. First, we have Sean. Sean, say something smart. What's going on? This is Sean Admuchi. There you go. And Jason, say something not smart. This is Jason Heinbach, and uh, I am saying something not smart. Perfect. That's the cringiest thing ever. All right. So that I did. Now, guys, today we're going to talk a bit about, in the vein of after hours, we're going to talk a bit about what are customers, some of the customers we have throughout the last week. That, you know, whether they worked out or not didn't matter. We just want to talk about some of the things that happened this last week and some of the challenges that we faced um, and, and also solved for our clients. Uh, the first customer uh, called in about the computer not working anymore and uh, really needed a new solution. And uh, I think Sean was the one who took that particular uh, call at first. So let him take the reins on this one. Yeah, that's right, Joe. So the gentleman called and he was concerned because well, bottom line is he had a computer. Well, he has a computer and he purchased a new CPU upgrade and he decided that he was going to take care of it himself. So he takes the old CPU out, puts in a new one. It doesn't turn on, doesn't post. Post stands for power on self-test. Uh, customer panics, decides to put the old CPU back into the uh, computer and it still doesn't post. So he, he gives us a call. He says, hey, this is what I've done. And right there, I said, okay, hold on for a second. You said that you put a new CPU in. How about we talk about, is there a compatibility issue? So, you know, those are the little things that we're looking for is compatibility. Is that supposed to be in there? And of course, let's start with the basics. Can you tell me what kind of computer you have? And he struggled with that. You know, he started with saying, well, it's a, it's a pre-manufactured computer. I'm like, okay, is it an HP? Hopefully it's not an e-machine. You guys remember e-machines, right? <laughs> uh, and... So essentially, he said that he bought the computer from Newegg. It was a clone. Someone from Newegg built it together. What that means is they, they, they got the motherboard, the CPU, the RAM, the whole, you know, all the components. They put it together and they sent it to him. And voila, he had a computer. So what he ended up doing is he had an Intel Core i7 CPU and he bought another Intel Core i7 CPU after a couple of years, put it in, didn't work. Red flag, anybody? Yeah, totally, totally different architecture. You have to look at, you know, what it is that uh, when you upgrade a PC and you're looking at components, uh, there's a lot of factors to consider. Uh, the number one factor probably being the motherboard, I would say, uh, and whether it supports that new architecture or that new piece that you're trying to put into that to do that upgrade. That's absolutely right. I mean, you hit it right on the nail. So I think the challenge is, is making sure that the architecture, in this case, we're talking about the socket, the socket, it could be Intel Core i7, but there's generation one, generation two, generation three, generation four. You know, I mean, it just really depends on what you're buying. And here's the thing. What most people don't realize, is even if you let's say that you buy the proper generation for that motherboard, if it's a newer 
newer CPU, the motherboard requires a firmware flash on the board for it to even recognize the new, the new, the new component. So that's also something to keep in mind. Right. And uh, I think one of the biggest parts about that too, is it's not always, not always clear when you're buying, especially with uh, AMD's brands, right? The, there's not always clear that what they have is a previous generation's board and whether or not what's being sold is, is flashed already. So you get her, you, you need to read up about your socket when you're purchasing these items, even on the other side, not just Intel, which we talked about Intel for a minute there, but the other guys, it really does matter about AMD as well, uh, but just in a different way. And that's where uh, obviously we can help with that as well. And I think um, a lot of people will, you know, we'll, we'll see that. Um, and I think definitely uh, our customer in that instance definitely did. And we, we really helped him out. And um, I'm glad that we were able to do that. Yeah, so let me just add on to that. So if you are interested in building your own computer, the great news about today, you can go to PCPartPicker.com and you can actually pick out all the different components. And the best part is it'll actually tell you if it's compatible. It'll tell you the voltage. It'll tell you if the memory is compatible. It'll even give you the price and the link to the location where you can actually buy that. So I think what I want people to understand out there is if you come and talk to us, we're not here to railroad you and buying something directly from us. We want to empower you. We are your technology partner. We're here to help you and empower you to do what you want. It's kind of like if you like building cars, right? You know, you want, you want, you're going to go to AutoZone, you're going to get the parts, you're going to go through all the, the, the spiel, and hopefully you're going to talk to an expert, right? You come to us about computers. We're going to talk to you. We're going to be able to support you and tell you what you need. That's right. Well, our goal is to provide you with the best possible solution uh, to meet your needs. Uh, if that solution is not something that we can directly provide to you in the in the form of, you know, purchasing a product, you know, because we don't sell computer parts, uh, we're going to guide you in that right direction to where you can go to have that, you know, solved for you. That's and, right. And can I definitely add PC part picker is like a candy store, like, or should I say candy store for the nerds. illusionary candy store? Because I can see what I want, but I can't. Well, actually, maybe that's kind of maddening, actually, if I can't buy it. But I can dream big. It's a dreamsicle. You right? can. You can. You can simulate how deep your pockets are. <laughs> yes. You, know, yes. You, you can realize how broke you might be <laughs> after you fill <laughs> your, your. What PC. would happen if money was not an object? Right. right? That's right. the. That's the dream. That's can right. I, can I beat ten grand? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And for yeah. those of you that are listening, yes, you can actually go and, and break the bank like that. Um, yeah. You'll be very surprised that you can run multiple CPUs. You can run multiple graphical processing units. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, why do I need all that GPU? Why do I need all that CPU? And the answer is, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. If you are surfing the web and doing some Word documents, you don't need a $4,000 CPU. That's right. Know, maybe In you fact, do. you might need just an e-machine. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, you know, it's funny you mentioned e-machine. I was looking, looking on e-machine's website the other day and they still offer support. They don't offer any more products, but... They still offer support for those e-machines. Really? You can go on eBay and you can buy an e-machine. Wow. That's, that's kind of amazing, actually. Yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. Well, well so, so, so what? What? You got a, a 4090 with a 128 core, you know, Threadripper and, you know, terabyte of RAM. And you're running like Excel spreadsheets on that? <laughs> you, you, you can. You can. I, I think my favorite thing is, if those of you are listening online right now, um, Look up sleeper computers. You probably heard of sleeper cars, 
where the car looks like it's not worth more than a grand, but it's probably got about $85,000 worth of stuff in it. It's souped up. It's a Civic from 89 and it has like 700 horsepower. They do the same thing with computers. They take these old HP cases on the outside of it. It looks like you're old, your old, your grandma's 1986, you know, HP Hewlett Packard, but inside it's running an Intel Core i9 with 24 cores. It, it's pretty legit. Oh, that's pretty epic, actually. The the hidden gem within, right? Right. There was one online where it actually shows the CD-ROM where they had taken, they had gutted the CD-ROM out and then it was just the tray. So when you open the tray, it, they, they would put their their USB flash drives in there. It was really neat. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You know, I think it would be fun. It's totally off topic in a way, but uh, take like an old TI-85 calculator and convert that into like a, a, a portable hard drive. Make it into a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> or, you know what I just thought of, guys? You know, you have that sleeper PC. You got that drawer that comes out. You know how many people used to like, especially nowadays, I've, I've seen it like on, 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 on social media oh. stuff. They take their cup yeah. and they put it in the sleeper oh, tray. Yeah, as a cup yeah, holder. A cup holder. But what right. if you made it an actual cup holder in the sleeper PC? What if you... That'd be pretty. It's actually pretty legit. I do have some CD-ROMs. We can, we can, we can do that. Too. I feel like you need like a three and a half floppy A drive that pops out the three and a half floppy, but it's like a, it's, it's, it's like a, a, a shelf that you can put like stacks on or something. It needs to, it needs to give me some hot towels. <laughs> some right. warm towels. This is what you get with oh, uh, tap after hours. That's yeah. right. That's right. But no, look. The bottom line was is the the the, the guy had a problem with his CPU. Um, it's still pending. You know. I think what what happens is a lot of people will go out and they'll do an upgrade. They don't do the research, and then they'll buy another component. And now he's out of, you know, out of another component. I mean, unfortunately, right. But the bottom line is is when you are going to do any type of upgrades, you definitely want to make sure that you look at the architecture and you look at what's inside the computer. Now, for those of you that are new to this stuff and you don't want to open the computer, and you, but you do want to know how much memory you have, how much. CPU you have, what, what what are you running off of? Well, you can you can go to Google and type in CPU Z and download a uh, an application and you open it. It's it's completely free. There's no viruses with it. You can open it and it'll actually tell you what motherboard you have, the type of memory you have, single channel, dual channel, quad, you know, the whole nine yards, which has saved me so many times because you don't have to open the computer. That's right. And and it's a really simple application download, real quick install. And, and like he said, it provides, like Sean said, it provides all of that information uh, very quickly all at once. And the great thing that I like about uh, CPU-Z you know, is the fact that, you know, if you are trying to figure out what motherboard you have, that's a long process if you're going to try to take your computer apart. Sometimes you have to take out the graphics card and all the other memories and stuff like that and try to get to it. So it, it's, it, it's a very nice application to use. All right, well, I guess that brings us to our second uh, customer. We had a wonderful experience was with a gentleman that had a uh, much older PC than, uh, uh, well, I guess he was really just looking to see if he could get, if it was worth it to get an upgrade or to spend the time and effort and money, of course, to just optimize his current PC. Um, I believe he had a laptop, actually. That's what the thing was. And um, it, uh, I believe that he was just looking to see if he could, what it would take to actually get a new laptop. Yeah, I took that, that call as well. That's right. Yeah, I took that call as well. The gentleman was really nice, actually. And, and he called and he had, you know, he's like, hey, look, man, um, so I want to ask you a couple of questions. You know, I got this machine that I bought about 10 years ago. 
when he said that, that was the first red flag. <laughs> but he says, I got this machine. It's 10 years old. And I just really want to understand, is it worth upgrading? And so what I like to do is I like to provide a little bit of knowledge transfer, provide the customer some insight and some information about really what they should be looking for and what they should be doing um, to really help empower them. Well, I said, well, look, hardware, software changes constantly. Six months. I mean, the stuff that you're buying now is already outdated according to the manufacturer. Okay, with that being said, something being 10 years old, you probably could do some upgrades if you found on eBay. So let's say that it's got, you know, memory that's like 10 years old, you probably could find something that would fit in that. But the, the real question is, is, is it really worth you doing that? <clears throat> and if you do that, um, will it be compatible with today's latest technology? So if you look 10 years ago, what was the operating system we were running on? Windows XP? Yeah, Windows okay. XP or Vista in okay. some cases. So, so if you look at Windows XP, Windows XP is actually end of life, meaning Microsoft is no longer providing service for that, that operating system. There's no more patches. There's no more plugins, the whole nine yards. And let's say you were to do the upgrade. You still can't read. You can't, you can't install the latest version of Windows on that machine, which is Windows 11. Uh, a gentleman said, well, okay, well, I don't want the latest version of Windows. There's really no point because what I'm doing doesn't need that. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They say, you know what? I don't need the bells and whistles. I don't need the latest and greatest because I'm not doing anything important. And I asked him this one question, which changes everything. Do you do anything online? And do you do any type of transactions online? And his answer was, yes, I do. I said, well, there's your issue. Jason, you want to jump into it? Go no, ahead. I mean, I know where we're going with this. We're talking about security issues. Absolutely. And the challenge is, is these applications and software require patches and updates because hackers don't sleep. They're always looking for holes. They're always looking for vulnerabilities. And they're always looking for ways of being able to, to impact and get into the customer's information and really compromise your system. So with that being said, uh, I told the gentleman, I said, look, you may not be doing anything, but if you're doing these latest and greatest things, if you're banking with your bank, you have to have the latest software patches and so forth to make sure that you're protected so that you don't have this. It's the same thing with your telephone, right? You know, you have an iPhone 12, iPhone 14 Max Plus, HIJKLNP is out, right? Whatever the latest one is. And the problem with that is, is you don't want the latest one, but you want the bells and whistles. But you want to be safe and secure. That's the reason why I do these updates. So, yeah. And the other problem you run into is you're really limited on programs that you can run on the machine uh, because some applications just simply won't function unless you have the latest Windows patch or Windows operating system. You're absolutely right, so, Jason. I mean, you, you make a very good point. Uh, the other problem is, is, let's just say that you're able to get the application installed. It's slow. And, and we all know, matter of fact, I believe there was a lawsuit with, with Apple where they, were throttling, you know, these, these phones yeah. because, you know, they want you to buy a new phone, man. Yeah. Right? They're, they're in business to make money that, that you're right. That I remember that that was a couple, maybe three or four years ago now that, yeah. um, I think it was, was it proven that they were, yeah. I think they were, they right? Came, like, yeah. They came out and admitted, yes, they intentionally yep. slowed down the old iOS phones, uh, after it was about two years old in order to kind of push people to, because the hardware, the hardware, you know, specifications weren't that different. That's you correct. Know. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, caveats, but that's a whole nother can of worms, so, of course. So I just, I just actually Googled it and 
Apple agrees to $500 million in settlement. $500. Which, which you know what's, you know what's, uh, I would say sad about that is it's really nothing probably to them. It's a drop in the bucket. It's a drop in the bucket. It, 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 turn, it becomes a situation where you have all these different, you know, companies that it's part of doing business. It's part of their expenses now. That's right, right. Unfortunately, it becomes like a, a marketing expense in a way. Well, well, there was another article that I was reading about, about stress testing. You know, a lot of companies, they'll have their developers push these batteries. They'll push the life of the device to see how far they can go with it. So that's that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. By the way, quick tidbit about Apple devices, just for those of you listening who are curious and, and upgrade your phones every year, um, when you're jumping in uh, iPhones and you're looking to upgrade, always look for, so iPhone does iPhone 12, 13, I think we're on 14 now, right? So we're on 14 and always go for the even numbers. So if you're going to upgrade from a 14, wait until they come out with a 16. The, the one that's in between there's very, very, very few minute differences, if any at all, and it's usually not worth the upgrade. Just tidbit of information there. Mm, okay, that's a good tip there. I really do uh, think that there's a lot of opportunities for us to be basically have uh, real good knowledge transfer with people when it comes to this very subject. And it's definitely something we're going to talk about in the near future as well. Um, I don't know, does anybody else have anything more to add? Yeah, I mean, look, we're not knocking Apple products. I mean, Android, they do the same thing. I just want to make sure that we're, we're, we're very clear on that is that, you know, all these, all these devices, all this hardware, there's, there's, you know, the, at the same time, the developers are pushing this stuff is because they're trying to do other things, right? They got their own, own agendas, but so definitely don't want to knock Apple or knock. Oh, Android. no. And Apple's a fantastic. In fact, I, so, to, to speak to Apple, their customer service is one of the best I've personally ever experienced. Right. Well, and, and that's true. And, but this goes not just for Android, Apple, but, you know, it leads into other spaces. I mean, Absolutely. obviously Microsoft, you know, is, is, is very interested in making sure that Windows 11 does very well, you know, and so what are they going to do? They're, they're probably not going to uh, do maybe what Apple did, right? Or even Android or Google might be doing now. What they do, though, is they do make sure incentivize their, their people who are developing programs to, you know, make it for their platform. You know, and and that just lends itself to another, you know, aspect of like, hey, do I jump on to a brand new OS? And is that something we should talk about real quick? You know, like when is the time to jump on a brand new OS? Yeah. So when you say OS, we're referring to operating systems just for the users to know out there. So operating systems, we're referring to Windows. We're talking about Apple. Uh, we're talking about iOS. We're talking about Android. Chrome OS, Unix, Linux, just to let everybody know out there. So you got a lot of different varieties out there. And um, that is, that's a hard one. You know, because you got certain people like me, like I'm a nerd at heart. (laughs) When something new comes out, I like to play it. But here's the thing. I don't recommend rolling it out on a live production machine, right? You know, you want to test it out, get the bugs out. I normally run in a virtual machine to really see what's going on with that. Wait for the latest updates and patches. And this goes this goes with not only you know you know your computer, but also your Sony PlayStation, you know your Xbox, your phones. They can break sometimes. You probably heard. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it typically for my when we're talking specifically about Apple devices or iOS. In that case, I typically. 
Personally, I'll wait about a week to do an update. Like it'll remind me and say, hey, your phone's going to update tonight and I'll ignore it. Uh, and just to make sure that there's not because Apple has put out some stuff before as other manufacturers. It's not intentional. You know, companies definitely don't do this intentionally. It's a mistake. There, there's a bug in the program and it, it causes something else to break. So, so here is the easiest way for those of you outside trying to figure out when to do this. If your operating system is going end of life, okay. that's when you got to push the update for sure. Okay. Number two, when your support runs out, there's no longer patching being done. It's no longer being supported. Then that's when you want to definitely do the upgrade. Um, definitely speak with your IT pro for them to help you because it's also a domino effect from the from the IT world. Um, normally, whenever they do rollout for updates or anything like that, you have to look at how it impacts all of the other third party applications that you're running. So I'll give you an example. You're on Windows 10 and you're running the latest version of QuickBooks Enterprise. I'm just giving an example, okay? And the uh, Windows 11 comes out. You don't know how Windows 11 is going to react with QuickBooks Enterprise, the latest version. And we'll just use Kathy as an example. Kathy is currently using QuickBooks Enterprise. And, you know, you do a rollout of Windows 11 and it crashes. Well. Now you've lost productivity. Your team members are not able to do payroll. You run into all these different issues. So it's extremely important for you to make sure that the compatibility is there whenever you're rolling out updates. So as a small business owner, just because it's new and it's latest and it comes from Microsoft or, or even Apple, okay, you want to make sure that your software and your technology and what's keeping your day-to-day -day operations running is going to stay intact and be so you want to be tactical on, on really what you do the updates on so oh. and i think i think that's a hundred percent just just so important for people to realize it's in, and for the average person out there it really is just subjective you know because from a business standpoint it's about okay if i do this it's you know i could really screw things up but if a, from an individual i mean i think everybody has their own reasons for doing it and i think that's the main point is when is the best time for you? Well, if you're willing to live a little dangerously or you know you don't have any worries about compatibility, then you just jump on it, right? But for me, you know, and, and I know in my use case, I have programs that I can't use unless I'm on Windows 10. You, you know? like to live on the edge, don't you, Joe? But, 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 but living on the edge also means that I can get you know messed up pretty quick. And look, if I hit the render button and it doesn't, work i might blow up <laughs> and i mean literally you know just head you know just everywhere be awful and it know? totally makes sense i mean it goes back to saying hey if you can't do payroll that means your your employees can't get paid yeah yeah and then they can't go home and buy and the pitchforks come out that's right oh, also if your employees blow up that's not good either. those are bad too but maybe it's a little more entertaining especially if there's confetti <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I would just say if you got little kids, you don't get paid. You know, you can't buy monster trucks. Oh, come, no. come to my house That's when the more internet goes out and yeah. Netflix doesn't work. Uh -oh. oh, you don't want to be there. Yeah. Oh, I think boy. that's the I think that's the most horrifying part. What he just said right there is, yeah. is that's the most dangerous part. Well, I have young ones. So right now, monster trucks are completely fine to entertain them. But as they get older, I'm sure I'll be in Sean's position where if they don't have their digital devices, it's another ball game. It's like, Dad, internet's out. It's like, <laughs> what do I, I do? I don't have oxygen. 
I don't have oxygen. <laughs> uh, just play with stones. You'll be all right. Here's <laughs> we, a, we had pet rocks. Here's a book. <laughs> we, yeah, we did. A nice big book. Again, just right over the head. I can't charge my Kindle. <laughs> yeah, that's never going to be. My must always have it. My iPad's device. not working, right? Well, guys, right. I think that's going to be it for us today. We basically uh, had a wonderful, wonderful session of talking about all the things that really make us uh, love our wonderful customers, as well as some of the latest concerns I think we all face. And just giving you guys some knowledge as much as we can. I think, guys, we are your technological partner. We are always going to try and do the best for you. Please feel free to subscribe and like and do all the things that are necessary on your platform. And don't forget, guys, catch us next time and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Bye-bye.